We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You're listening to Building the Broncos with Nick Kendall and Carl Dummler, Broncos Country's leading draft and scouting analysts. Get on over to milehighhuddle.com to sound off on all things Broncos. And welcome in, welcome in, welcome in. It is Tuesday night, November 29th, 2022, and it's time for an episode of Building the Broncos. I am Nick Kendall and joined by, as always, for these Tuesday night shows, Carl Dummler. Carl? It's good to see you, man. We were comp- talking about it beforehand, but man, we need some manscape needs to sponsor us just so we can do a live stream of shaving that beard. Although it's, it's glorious. That's a good looking beard you got going. I know I, I lost my, my power cord to my trimmer. Mm-hmm. So okay. I've been trying to tear apart the house cause it's getting, getting a little crazy. Um, I know some people be like, just grow it out all the way. And I told my wife when I turned 40, this thing, like when we're doing these shows, it's going to be hanging down here. That's all you're going to see is beard on the screen. So, but for now, I'm, I'm hoping sometime I can find that cord and get this trimmed up a little bit. But uh, yeah, Manscaped, if you're listening, I, I would like another power cord. How about uh, no, Carl can't shave until the Broncos win a game. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That well, might we'll... be next year sometime, maybe. Probably. Uh, but we got some winnable games coming up. So I, I believe, I believe Diamond Rattler saying, boom, let's go. Where's my food? Uh, it's coming. Broncos for breakfast, for dinner, for building the Broncos and all the in-between. No, um, building the Broncos on Tuesday night. We got a lot to talk about building this team. We got Dylan coming in here saying, sup Broncos country. Make sure you guys hit that like button on the way in and share on all platforms and subscribe. If you haven't already, it's talking to you, Facebook folks. If you're joining us today, make sure you hit that like button on the way in and subscribe. If you're on YouTube, BR11Z saying coach salaries are not part of the salary cap. Walton is the 16 richest man on earth. Anyone can be bought. Uh, he can make a deal. They can't refuse. This is so getting right into the, the content here. We're talking about an article uh, released yesterday by NFL insider, Matt Lombardo. Uh, he has like 40,000 followers in the actual verified Twitter account. It's not Twitter blue. You know, it's not somebody faking out there. So he's been out there for a bit. He, and an article came out on uh, heavy.com with some quotes from some some of his league sources, obviously not named or anything like that. If you're in that kind of business, you know, league source or personnel person, blah, blah, blah. So we'll get into some of the quotes. But BR11ZZ, you are correct. I think this is, this is true. Uh, the Broncos can probably get any coach in here that they want to because they can overpay. Uh, and that's a dangerous thing because then you're talking about, let's say you do fire them after two years because the roster is terrible or something. Then you are paying them out crazy money and you're already going to be paying Vic Fangio. You're probably paying Nathaniel Hackett again at the end of the year, but you are correct. Uh, the Broncos can pay. They can overpay uh, if they want to bring somebody in and there is no limit on that except on what the ownership places on the team. Yeah, that's the the one nice thing the Broncos really have going for them. Like I said, that money talks. Yeah. If you're going to go to a team that you think you can win with, but be making only $7 million a year compared to coming to the Broncos and making like $14 million a year and maybe a lot worse roster, but Hey, you got that guaranteed contract. Why wouldn't you come take that 14 million? Yeah. Um, it, unless you're really just wanting to build that legacy and, and just afraid of ruining that with being at a bad place. But no, I, that, that is the one nice thing. Like I said, that I, I hope can get the Broncos the right guy in the building 
that they're not picking from the bottom of the barrel and just hoping somebody can emerge that wasn't a a name before all this happened. Yeah. The only thing is that if you fire them beforehand, you're paying them crazy money uh, because you the way the contracts are set up. But I mean, you're right. The bottom line, uh, you're correct there. We got Todd coming in saying good evening, Broncos country. Looking forward to another night talking some football, Ablett in a broken season. They all kind of just run together at this point. So uh, it is what it is. I remember saying, <laughs> God, it's crazy. How did we get here? Uh, I think it was with Scott. Maybe it was with you. It's like, okay, the Broncos not going to guarantee playoffs, not going to guarantee, you know, Super Bowl or anything like that. But we're going to have meaningful full football games in December for the first time in a while. God bless it. Are you serious? Like <laughs> if the Broncos lose this week, I mean, I guess they're pretty much out. So I guess not this year, but uh, thank you, Todd. Appreciate you coming in. We also got our first super coming in here four ninety nine from word mayor saying evening fellas, who are your guys' top coaches? I, I talked about this one a little bit and I don't think it's going to happen, but uh, I, you talk about paying a coach a lot of money to come here. I would be making a call to see what Jim Harbaugh's up to because yeah. he's beaten Michigan or beaten Ohio state twice. And he has a good gig there at Michigan, no doubt. But I think you can give him power. Now, I think the caveat with Jim Harbaugh comes is that you have to fire George Payton at the same time, because I think George Payton, or excuse me, uh, Jim Harbaugh is going to come and want roster control to an extent. So either George Payton is general manager by name, kind of like Mike Mayock was general manager by name when really Gruden was the final say in the roster decisions. Uh, But uh, I would, I would be very interested in Jim Harbaugh just because I mean, what he's done, he, the, Michigan recruits really good talent. Don't get me wrong. They don't have the talent that Michigan, uh, Ohio state has, but they have an identity. They out physical them and they are beasts in the trenches these mm-hmm. last two seasons. I think that with him, you'd at least develop an identity here. And he's a coach that I think could tell Russell Wilson to sit down and like Russell Wilson, like, I don't want to run this play. It's like, this is the play we're running. <laughs> Otherwise I'm going to put in the backup. So um, yeah, I I'm all for Jim Harbaugh. I know it's kind of crazy right now and he kind of rubs some people the wrong way, but I think you need a culture setter and an identity setter. And I think he would do that. I think that's the interesting thing is with all the really, really big names, like maybe a Sean Payton. Yeah. Again, that's another guy where George Payton's probably having to be gone because he's going to want a lot more control. And we got Drake yeah. Wally coming in with the super chat. Thank you so much, Drake, for that. Ooh. And, you know, I, I do wonder a little bit of what is it going to take in a trade to get him because you don't want to give up more first round capital when you got to start building to probably find this next quarterback very quickly. So I don't, I don't know what it's going to take to get him away from the saints, but uh, he would be another one that I think could come in and Russell Wilson's going to have to take a back seat. You know, you you need a head coach that can, like I said, be the the face of the franchise can actually step up there and tell players what they're going to be doing, not have the players run in the building. And this is kind of the difference between like the NBA and the NFL. NFL, you need those coaches that can actually get out there, really lead, and players really respect them. NBA, I'm not sure how much head coaches really matter. You know, the players really do run that league quite often when it comes to contracts, when it comes to what they're doing on the the court. And, you know, you can get away with just a couple good players and make a really good team. Uh, But like I said, for the NFL, you need that coach that everybody can really get behind and respect and listen to because those coaches, they play such a pivotal role in what they're doing there on the field. And right now, just like I said, that with the Broncos, it just it, it's chaos. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I can't tell you who's really in control in that building right now. I can can tell you who's in control, and it's more so Russell Wilson than anybody else. Okay, there you um, go. But Jason coming in here, Jason Stevens saying Josh McDaniels screwed the Broncos two years. What they said about the Broncos country, Nathaniel Hackett screwed the Broncos for a decade. You don't have the worst singular offense in 22 years in the NFL, and it's one person's fault. Yeah, uh, this there is plenty of blame to go around and Broncos country. I think a lot of people are gravitating towards blaming Nathaniel Hackett. And I think it definitely is possible that it could be mostly Nathaniel Hackett's fault. I think probably mostly, mostly injuries, just the crazy amount of injuries that this team has had. But Nath- Broncos country hopes it's Nathaniel Hackett because he's a variable that's easy to change. If it's Russell Wilson or if it's the talent around Russell Wilson, that's much harder to change. So uh, you better hope that it's Nathaniel Hackett, but we're going to find out. Um, We got Todd coming in saying, uh, did he do that, Jason, or did Russell Wilson do that? So it could be Russell. We're going to find out over the next few seasons. My guess, what's up, Broncos country? Good to see you. We got sunny days. Always here. I remember the sunny days. They're back in like 2015. Um, Good news. We signed Lamar Jackson. Bad news. The DB from the Chicago Bears. Hope everyone is doing well and staying warm. 
Um, oh, Lamar Jackson, I think the cornerback that would played it. Nebraska. Nebraska. Yeah. yeah. Nebraska. Yeah, I remember him. I thought you were saying we were tri- moving Lamar Jackson to defensive back. I'm like, that just makes total sense. Why wouldn't we, <laughs> why wouldn't we do that? Yeah, right. Of course. <laughs> Jayco's ad in the house too, saying Broncos aren't going to be a preferred destination for the top head coaches, but money always talks and ownership has a lot. You're absolutely right. Um, and William coming in saying you are, people are constantly missing the point. Who do, what do you mean? You people? No, that's a, yeah. You can't keep rotating <laughs> quarterbacks and coaches in and out every year, expecting something to just work. There has to be some consistency somewhere. You're right. There does have to be some consistency somewhere, but again, there's been quarter coaches who have figured it out. There's been quarterbacks who have gotten back on ship. This is the worst offensive output from a team in 22 years in a points per game basis. And the points they scored this last game were charity. They scored three points off of getting the ball from muff punt on Carolina's 27 charity points. And then they had what 52 opportunities in the red zone because of penalties to score their touchdown. Uh, so it's bad. Um, and yeah. I don't think that you should keep consistency for the sake of, or you shouldn't have continuity for the sake of continuity if it's not getting it done. And yeah. if there's anything that's, and if there's something salvageable, then fine. Uh, but it's uh, it's rough right now. I, I don't fully disagree with you, William, I, but I think that, there are circumstances when you can't just like be like, oh, well, we got to have continuity. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. Right. And I mean, we've seen the Broncos have made the right decision on a lot of these coaches that they've fired. You know, they, they've gone to other places and not done well. Scangarello just got fired from being offensive Kentucky. coordinator at Kentucky. Yep. And so I know a lot of people are kind of like, oh, he was kind of helping Locke. We shouldn't have let him go. Could have had that continuity. Yeah, he's already gotten fired from another job because he couldn't handle it. So um, I, I think yeah, this is where, again, I, I think the Broncos really have to lean into a veteran head coach for their next hire. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we've been doing these first time hires and I get it. You know, they're kind of the, the flavor of the week and it's exciting. And, oh, what, what could they bring to the table? Could they do, be the next Sean McVay? All those kind of things. But this building right now, they need a veteran voice to step in there that day one players, other coaches, everybody just says, OK, we're going to listen to this guy. You know, it's kind of like when John Fox came in after the Josh McDaniels mess up. He wasn't the greatest coach by any means, but he was what that franchise needed in that moment. I mean, he might have been the best coach this team has had in the last 20 years because the way he turned around there. Now, most people say Gary Kubiak, but Gary Kubiak, you know, 
Rosen set pretty quickly there. Mm-hmm. Um, people get upset about Fox and rightfully so. Cause what was it? The kneeling the ball with 40 seconds left and three timeouts or something yeah. similar to that. But uh, yeah, definitely frustrating. I hear what you're saying, William. Um, we have Michael coming in saying O-line needs to be rebuilt. I think that's going to be priority number one this season. And also talking about priority number one, I'm the man says our number one priority is to protect Russ LMAO and Todd coming in saying, guess what Seattle did with our first round pick. Got a shiny new offensive tackle. The rub is that yes, Charles cross has been good. I think that their right tackle has been even better in Abraham Lucas. Yep. I think 90% of the mock drafts that Scott and I did and the ample shows we did leading up to the draft. Uh, if we did take an offensive tackle, it was Abe Lucas at 64. He would have been a much better pick than Nick Benito, who had a horrible game against the Panthers this last week. I mean, he was he was dreadful. Yeah. Um, rookie, not you know, it doesn't make his career, but he was bad. <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah. Broncos beards unite, says Michael. Um, what did you uh, take from this last week's game, Carl? We haven't had a chance to talk about it. I tried to flush it, but uh, this is a chance for you to exercise some demons too. Yeah, you're right. I mean, just even the defense for the first time just didn't look like they were themselves. You know, the edge was given up left and right. Nick Benito was a big part of that. There were so many runs to the outside that went for those big chunk yards. And so it was just, it was very frustrating watching that. Russell Wilson, horrible offense line, not great. It just the entire offense. Uh, he's, you're right. They were gifted 10 points. They really could have been shut out pretty easily on that game. And so it just, one of, that was probably the worst game they've had all year. Yeah, I don't think there is a problem. That was their worst game. And it, it was a game against a team that like is a bottom feeder team. So should have been at a home. game. They've been okay at home, but <laughs> yeah. And it just so it it kind of looks like the defense maybe is kind of frustrated and kind of given up a little bit. You know, it's hard to stay motivated when you keep playing at the top of your game, and then you watch this offense that's just puttering away and just saying you, you don't even have to be average. Like you could be like 18th, 19th in the league on offense. And this team would be one of the top tier teams in football right now. Mm-hmm. And obviously that's not where they're at. They're at the very bottom. And so, yeah, I think you're seeing a little bit of that frustration with the defense. I mean, we saw Mike Purcell yelling at Russell Wilson. And Let's it's kind of, uh, yeah, <laughs> I don't think that's quite what was said in that moment. And it's kind of funny watching Russell Wilson kind of take a couple steps back and do the lean back is, you know, he got a 350 pound man yelling at you and angry yeah, man. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna lean back on that so yeah. um we got paul coming in hey paul good to see you says hello nick and carl how are you doing my friends uh, i'm doing great um actually getting ready to go on vacation this week hey hey so be a, be a good time yeah and uh so yeah good to see you paul and we got jeff coming in saying hello everyone hello to you too jeff albert Knopper stopping in saying hi good to see you we got kathy lund with the one and only saying beard game is strong carl Thank you. I wish I could. I wish I could do it. Um, it's gross. When Natalie was gone for a bit, I grew the mustache out and it was it was a bad look, but I was leaning into it. Uh, Greg Smith. Good evening. Broncos country. Good to see you. Jamal Killings. Always in here. If it'll let me click. Oh, am I frozen? No, nope, you're good. Oh, now you are. Hello. There you go. You're I'm back. Here. OK. All right. We we had uh, ice and snow and rain today, and I'm guessing that we, the uh, the Internet is acting out and acting out speaking of acting out here's the old man you guys are awesome for keeping it positive during these trying times yeah this is the old man so appreciate you old man um (laughs) but uh yeah no it's just football right they got health they got a lot of other things going on this is an outlet and it's also not permanent um one day the broncos will ride again right so let's ride again maybe 2026 (laughs) but it's not uh doesn't appear it's going to be this year maybe next year but uh you know we'll see how it plays out yeah. Um, we got uh, Anthony coming in saying we have winnable games. Good to see you, Anthony. Hopefully my internet isn't freaking out too much here. We got Nathan coming in saying, sup guys, Mark Linda mode. Howdy, Nick and Carl and Broncos country and Scott, of course, Kenneth for fans clamoring to fire the head coach four games into the rookie season. I wouldn't blame the head coach for not taking this job. I mean, to be a head coach, you have to have this like crazy level of hubris where you got to think that you can be the person that can rectify it. Like, oh, well, it's the reason they're failing is because I haven't worked with them or it's not my scheme out there or my touch or my vision. I can fix it. So it's a tough job, no doubt in Denver, but money talks and these guys have giant egos and 
kind of rightfully so to get to where they are. They, you got to believe in yourself. Money says Paul. Absolutely. Yep. That's not a super chat, Paul, is it? No, uh, giving you a hard time, but let's get into the, uh, the quote here. I think there might've been another super chat that came in that I don't want to miss. 499 coming in here. Oh, it was Darren. That was my dad. Okay. never mind. <laughs> um, but uh, getting into it, um, we had, like we talked about already, uh, Matt Lombardo coming in today with a lot of quotes from NFL insiders. And I'm just going to read some of these off because folks sounds rough and Matt Lombardo, not, you know, he's not Adam Schefter. He's not, you know, anybody that is massive in the scene or anything. He has like 34,000 followers or something. So something going on there, but uh, he, uh, some quotes here talking about uh, the Broncos moving on from Hackett uh, quote from a former general, uh, former, a current NFL general manager said, I think they definitely are looking to move on. There's not a lot of hope there. Uh, also an AFC South scouting director didn't hold back uh, when talking about the Broncos and Hackett. He said, cut your losses. No way of overcoming this season. I like George Payton and he made this hire and trade for Wilson, which puts him on notice for this season and next season. Uh, some more quotes here from a scouting director in the league said, Wilson looks completely done, but they are married to him. So they need to build around him for next year, but good luck getting any free agents to come there. Uh, another person said, remember none of the really good candidates will want that job uh, said an AFC scouting director. So, Things are concerning uh, right now in Dev Valley. We are let's write in ourselves into a tough spot. Um, but uh, what do you think, Carl? How much weight are you putting on these anonymous quotes uh, from league sources? Well, I, I think the Hackett one makes a ton of sense. Um, one, like him getting fired, obviously. Yeah. It's the ownership obviously came in here thinking that this is going to be a very big winning organization. We're willing to put out the huge money for Russell Wilson, all those kind of things. And so I think they're going to want to get their guy in. Like this is going to be their first really big mark on this organization other than the signing of Russell Wilson. Mm -hmm. And I, I just, I don't think they're happy with how things are going, obviously with Broncos kind of being the laughing stock of football. And we've got Mark Schrader coming in saying, good evening guys. Good evening to you too. And, and so I do. I think he's going to be a one and done. I I have a hard time thinking that uh, that he's got another chance. I, I know there's been some Bronco media that have talked about that he maybe gets another year that he and Russell Wilson are kind of married to each other. They get these first two years and, and that kind of stuff. Um when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. But uh, hey, Mark, I, I did want to say thank you for the stars. Um, th- that, that is huge coming from you. I just appreciate it so much. And, you know, all of you guys just coming in here supporting us and especially just and I know they kind of talked about earlier in the comments of just the season being such a lost season already. And, and it is frustrating. And it's sometimes hard to want to come and just talk Bronco football and stuff like that. And we do try to keep it as much positive as we can. And so, but yeah, we appreciate you guys sticking with us through the the good times and the bad times. And yeah, things are kind of wild right now on Broncos country, but uh, hopefully this is uh, the bottom. We'll see. We got Jackie Graves coming in evening. Good to see you. Thanks again for the stars, Paul. We really appreciate you so much coming in and supporting us like that. Uh, we got Steve Hale coming in saying, do you believe Tim Patrick being out, out all year is a big reason for the lack of output? How much weight do you put on Tim Patrick being injured for the season struggling? It, it matters because he's yeah. been probably the most consistent player on the Broncos offense for the last couple of years. He's such a huge weapon on third down, especially, um, you know, when you're watching, you know, Jerry Judy struggling, kind of being up and down, you're watching Cortland Sutton being pretty up and down. Tim Patrick's that guy that you just know every single week, you're going to get the same guy on the field. And for us, Wilson, I think having that kind of player that you can trust would be huge. And we saw it kind of when Greg Dulcich stepped in and he became a player that 
Russell Wilson could trust. All of a sudden, man, he's going to that guy all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, and so having two of those kind of guys on the field, how much difference would that make? I, I don't think the Broncos all of a sudden become like even an average offense just because Tim Patrick's out there. But yeah. maybe three more points a game average for the season, which, hey, that wins you a few more games. Oh, for sure. Changes the complexion of a lot of games, uh, yeah. unfortunately. And uh, we got Michael Ronquillo. Good evening. Good to see you, Michael. Always appreciate you coming in. And we got America the Free saying, get rid of Elway. Elway's been gotten rid of. Uh, he yeah. doesn't, he's a figurehead in the room right now where they can like, hey, Elway, how you doing? <laughs> you can go hang out. Well, we appreciate you, but he's not, he's not making decisions anymore. Um, so don't worry about that. We got professor, professional dirt mover coming in. Hopefully not digging any graves. <laughs> saying, I'm shocked that uh, hasn't, Hackett wasn't fired after the Raiders game. Now they're saying no one wants the job. Hacken, Hackett doesn't want the job. I think Hackett is working really hard. I just don't think he's super great at his job. And I think he, what he wants to do schematically is not really working very well with Russell Wilson, especially with the constraints on this team, given the fact that until last week, uh, they can't, they haven't been able to run the ball with any sort of consistency or success. Last week was weird because not only like you, you, you're down like 17 to nothing quickly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it was about 17, to nothing quickly. Special teams was abysmal again this week. You're not good enough to have a special teams be that horrible consistently. And uh, you weren't able to lean into the run game as much because you were playing catch up pretty much immediately. Yeah. Uh, so that made it really tough, but yeah, I mean, I don't think Hackett is tanking this job or anything like that on purpose. It's just, it's not been good uh, yeah. right now. So and he was such a horrible pairing with Russell Wilson because Wilson is one of those guys. He, he will take over a room if, if you allow him. And that's not always, like I said earlier, it's not always a good thing to let that player run over you and take over. Mm-hmm. Uh, now Peyton Manning, that's a different story. Cause he's pretty much a manager in himself, coach in himself, those kind of things. Russell Wilson's not quite that obviously. And so yeah. you need a coach that can kind of reel him in every once in a while to, to make sure that he understands it's about the team. It's not just about you. Yeah. And uh, that that's just been a struggle. And like I said, so that's where you got to bring in. Uh, I don't know how to say it, but like I said, just that, that veteran coach, that, that big presence that walks in the room and even Russell Wilson has to kind of take notice of him. And I, I don't know who that's going to be. You know, there's rumors of like Mike Tomlin possibly being let go. That'd be a huge one for the Broncos if they got him into the room, because a lot of players would be. I, I know of a lot of players that really respect him around the league and love going to Pittsburgh just to play for him. So we got Patrick coming in saying, "Afternoon, gents." After well, I guess it's evening for me. It's dark out, but I don't know He's where you Hawaii. are. Today. Oh, that's right, Pat. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Coffee. Man. Enjoy your last sun, is since I'm out here in the dark. <laughs> We also got Michaela Israel coming in saying good evening, guys. We appreciate you. Jeff Noise. Hey, Nick and Carl. Hey to Jeff. Hope you're doing well. Um, so, yeah, the comments about bringing in a head coach, it might be tough uh, to bring in a head coach, but that's just because whatever coach you are coming in probably is married to Russell Wilson and Russell Wilson working out. And if, let's say, next season goes off the rails, George Payton might be fired. Uh, you might still be stuck with Russell Wilson. And then that coach is on super thin ice because the head, the general manager who brought him in is probably gone. Uh, yeah. It could be a clean sweep where you get rid of all three of those guys that honestly might be preferable in that situation, but there's no guaranteed. Uh, so yeah. What, what do you I, think are the odds of George Payton being let go this off season? I think probably 80% he's back and 20% he's gone. I think there's also, have you noticed this recently? So a lot of Broncos people who are, I'm not going to call them state media because that's, I think, too disparaging. <laughs> uh, but ones who are much more closely aligned with their relationships with mm-hmm. the team um, right. to function, uh, that there's been a lot of, well, they started three and eight this year, and Fick Fangio did, and Vince, Fan- Vince Joseph did, and Vance Joseph did, and they got a second year, and they weren't as injured as this team, and all these things like that. It seems like there's a little bit of, rhetoric out there to almost build up an excuse portfolio uh, to run it back with Hackett again next season. It's all like the last five to seven days. And all of a sudden there's like a, there's been some rhetoric from the people who are very connected uh, to the team. Mm-hmm. Have you noticed that? Am I, am I, off yeah, my no, you're, you're, you're right. There has definitely been some of that. And I, I just have a hard, how do you sell that to the, to the fans? 
we're tanking, baby. Number one overall pick, 2024. <laughs> that's the only way I'm on board. That's right. Or, or Drake May. Drake May deserves to be talking that's, about. Okay, good point. Good point. Yeah. Yeah. Or Marvin, it's, Marvin Harrison Jr. There you go. Uh, yeah, it's like I said, I, I just don't know how you'd sell it to the fans after watching this output like this, especially after you built up the whole seat offseason. Russell Wilson coming in. This team's going to be competing for Super Bowls the next three or four years. And now we're possibly going to be one of the five worst teams in football. And so it just, it's very frustrating. And you're, I, I know we talked to Scott, I think it was last week sometime or a couple weeks ago about the, the Pro Bowl and how many players have the Broncos drafted that have become Pro Bowl players. And right now, there's not a single player on this roster that's in the top 10 voting for, for the Pro Bowl. Now, given there's a couple of players that deserve to be in that top 10 that are not in there because the team's doing horrible and maybe don't have the highlight stats like a Patrick Sertan, but still it's one of those that just continues to show this roster has just not been built up well enough. And it just, it's, it's frustrating to keep watching that over and over again out there on the field. Yeah. Yep. It's uh it's really been frustrating. That's been probably the worst season of Broncos football in my life that I can remember. Unfortunately, um, I know a lot of people get upset about the uh, Josh McDaniels taping thing. That was pretty, I guess it wasn't that young when that happened, but it just kind of happened. I was like, oh, well, that's what an idiot. Goodbye. This has been yeah. more of a constant well, embarrassment and dragging in the mud. And the expectation to where we landed is just a constant kick in the nether region. Yeah. So part of the thing there, though, at least you had the hope of you had a top five pick way well, at the second overall pick because of that season. This year you don't get that. Yeah. So that that part is very frustrating that you yeah. you don't even get the the rewards Rewarded for being, being terrible. Yeah. <laughs> we got Michaela coming in with a, a super chat here. Thank you so much, Michaela. Saying KOA reporter just said our prayers have been answered. The Kansas City game is being flexed out. That's that's good to hear. Uh, yeah. We we don't need any more primetime games for the Broncos. Yeah. Thank God. Uh, they should put that game in uh, maybe like 6 a.m. or something, like when they play an early like London game, just having them play like as the sun's coming up or something. Um, pretty unfortunate. <laughs> but uh, I guess that's, you know, let's ride in uh, the afternoon slate there. Um, yeah. Appreciate that. Hey, you know what's going to happen is the Broncos are going to win that game, and we're going to be like, man, nobody's going to believe it because nobody saw it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I had another question for you here. Okay. Because I keep seeing his name pop up because he was one of the top choices this last go around. Dan Quinn, how would you feel about that kind of hire for the Broncos? I don't hate it. I think it's pretty milk toast, all things considered. But goddamn, milk toast would taste great compared to <laughs> this ineptitude that we've seen here recently. I yeah. think that he, because it's this will be his fourth decently big position that I can think of in a second head coaching stint, as well as previously having a relationship with Russell Wilson. Uh, he would have no issue coming in and being like, this is what the data says. This is what we're doing. Um, so I think that hopefully uh, it would work out. I'm not against it per se. The, yeah. the one that I'm honestly, I know a lot of people are calling for it and I liked him coming in, but Frank Reich uh, moved from Indianapolis, former play caller, did a good job with Wentz. There were rumors coming out of Indy that Frank Reich had a hard time standing up to the bigger salaried players on the roster and kind of dictating uh yeah and working through power struggles there. So that's like major red flag for me. Cause that's honestly like the first thing to come in. You need to have somebody come in and, you know, dictate as far as what Russell Wilson is good at versus what Russell Wilson exactly wants to do based on things we've heard, you know, let Russ, Russ cook doesn't mean anymore, you know, playing like Drew Brees and dropping back, you know, 60 times out of empty set, letting Russ cook needs to be 25 pass attempts in a game, half of them being play action and running the football. A heck of a lot. That's that's the cooking that I want. I don't care if it's, you know, we're ordering appetizers only. It's half off apps at Applebee's. That's that's what we're cooking right now. Okay, at least I'm yeah. going to get hungry. Right now I've been starving this season from whatever we're cooking right now with this offense. Yeah. So let me throw a couple other names at you here. Just because you and I haven't really had this coaching conversation a whole lot. Uh, Raheem Morse. I think I'm more interested in uh, some other first-time defensive uh minded head coaches, somebody like uh, D'Amico Ryan uh, with the 49ers, who's been doing a phenomenal job there. Uh, I don't think I'm as interested in uh, Raheem Morris. Okay. Uh, Flores. I think that probably, I think he's probably unfortunately not going to have a head coaching job for a bit, especially considering what he was, uh, the Broncos were 
in his lawsuit against the league. So I think that's probably not very likely I'd be here for a Flores one, but I think that the relationship stuff is not super likely to happen. It's D'Amico Ryan. You are correct. Excuse me, everybody. D'Amico Ryan. There you go. Yeah. Raheem had that interim head coach, right? I think he was actually a head coach for a bit with Tampa Bay. Oh yeah. That worked out very well. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'm trying to think of some of the other big names that people have. I mean, gosh, I'm I'm still okay with hiring another offensive coordinator as well, because you don't have to go exact opposite every single time. We saw what that did from Vic Fangio to uh, the, to Nathaniel Hackett, um, Bill Callahan, uh, what he's doing with the Browns running game has been phenomenal. You people want to build a run game in an offensive line. No team has been better than the Browns at that. These recent years, it's not the offense's fault. This team, the Browns team has been terrible this year. It's not even Jacoby Brissett. It's that their run defense is God awful, like horrible, awful out there. Um, I think the don't remember his name right now, but the Bengals offensive coordinator deserves some, uh, credit as well. They've kind of really changed a lot what they did, especially the Jamar chase out. They broke a lot of tendencies this year. They shown to be uh, able to change what they emphasize week to week. Uh, so he would interest me a lot. Uh, maybe even uh, LaFleur in with the New York jets. I mean, we see how big of an issue Zach Wilson was out there. Although maybe that's not the best fit for Russell Wilson. Cause we see this Kyle Shanahan West coast wide zone offense hasn't worked very well for Russell Wilson so far even yeah. though they're running more inside zone because it's more of the Russell Wilson offense, but I digress. Um, there are some offensive minded guys that I'd still be interested in, even though this one didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's, I hate when I see that where they go complete opposite of what they had before overreaction. Yeah. They just, they go so extreme yep. that it just, uh, it neither side works. You got to get, find a guy that's kind of working there in the middle. I mean, I, I look at like Gary Kubiak. Uh, he was the guy that could joke around but he also was very he had his moments of being very serious when he needed to be. You know, he could be the the big voice in the the room when it needed to be. You know, Fangio problem was again, yeah, just no fun. And also he he was horrible at taking responsibility for anything. Like it was always yeah. players, it was always somebody else that had not done their job right and it was never on him. And I hated that. Just drove me crazy. And now he got the other opposite in now, Nathaniel Hackett, who's almost unwilling to call out players and say, "Hey, you guys going out here doing all these penalties, doing all these things that every time it's, Oh, it's completely on me. And, and so, yeah, you've got this complete opposite thing that's happening here and it's obviously still not working out. And so, yeah, finding that, that middle guy that can bring a little bit of everything to the table. Cause again, I, I always view it as the head coach. It's not so much about the X's and O's and being out there to make those play calls and all that kind of stuff. It's why I kind of hate when they take over that play calling, you know, fans, you calling the defense, uh, and Hackett calling the offense. I, I, I want that guy that can just kind of coach the entire room, you know, just be that guy that can can see the, the bird's eye view of everything happening within the organization and, and let his coaches coach because you're, you're hiring those guys because you trust them. Mm-hmm. If you don't trust them to go out there and do their job, then you shouldn't be hiring them. Yeah. You know, Hackett hiring out and like even when Hackett gave up his play calling duties, he didn't even give it to the offensive coordinator, give it to the quarterback's coach. So to me, it's just kind of that the showing of you, you didn't make the right hires there. Yeah, it's uh, it's definitely a frustration. We got Rodney Garcia suggesting Kellen Moore. I think Kellen Moore would be a fine uh, head coach. I think he's a absolutely horrific fit for what Russell Wilson needs to do to, su- to succeed. Kellen Moore, no quarterback in the NFL right now. And you know what? I'm honestly, I believe this to be true. No quarterback in the NFL is playing as cerebrally as Dak Prescott is right now. They are not giving him many easy reads. It's full field reads. It's quick game. It's very high, hard to hard to make throws. It's not always down the field, but there are a lot of key shots. I mean, it's this is a hard to operate offense, and it's very much predicated on uh, shotgun and quick sets and full field reads. Not Russell Wilson's game. Not Russell Wilson's game. Russell Wilson needs half field reads. He needs vertical shots, and he needs to be in a very highly play action centric offense, which the Cowboys haven't done. Now they have pivoted a little bit in that regard here recently, but I, I think he is, I think Kellen Moore is going to be a head coach. Eventually I'd be interested in him. I think he's a God awful fit for what you need for Russell Wilson. Unfortunately, I mean, yeah. it is what it is, <sighs> but uh, any other thoughts or do you think, what do you think about the uh, being hard for the Broncos to make uh free agents come to town? Obviously they are not going to have the most, money 
in the world coming in because of Russell Wilson's contract. And maybe you're going to want to save a little bit of money in case you need to change the contract a bit to move on from him next off season. Uh, but is that something that you are, uh, do you do buy in as well from uh, this article from NFL insider, Matt Lombardo? We got Char Baldwin coming in here with some stars. Wanted to get to that Thank first. You. Thank you so much yeah, there, Char. Um, no, I don't. I, like, I don't think you're getting the discounts by any means. Yeah. I mean, it's not somebody going to play with like Tom Brady here the last few years and saying, hey, I'm willing to take a few million less to, to, get, to get that chance. But if we're talking like, hey, getting into that bidding war for a player, I don't think they're going to sit there and say, you know what? No, I'm, I'm going to turn away the Broncos, even if they are making the, the biggest offer. Uh, the nice thing is with the Broncos, again, they can offer those almost fully guaranteed kind of contracts because they have the the money that they can put into that escrow that that's needed. Uh, so they, they can be a lot more creative in their contract design that really makes players go, yeah, that's what I want to be a part of. So, you know, the chat kind of brought it up. Money talks. It really does. Mm-hmm. And if you're hitting free agency, this is your one chance to really cash in. And if Broncos are like I said, bringing the most guaranteed money to the the table. I, I have a hard time seeing those free agents say, nah, this, this is kind of a chaotic situation. I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, it's you're going to miss out on the guys like the Evan Mathis's of the world, you know, where you get that veteran and he's already made a good big second contract and right. you're looking to fill out the rest of your roster. Uh, maybe, you know, the, sl- the slight discount you got on somebody like TJ Ward. So those like it's the third contract players. Uh, that you're not going to have any ability to bring in here. Now, guys with their second contract that haven't been paid big yet, and you offer them the competitive salary and make the pitch to them, yes, money talks, guarantees talk, but uh, you're going to have a hard time filling in that roster with that you know mid-level free agent on that third contract that, you know, I've already gotten paid a big second contract. I want to go win. Guess where they're going to go? They're going to yeah. end up going to the Chargers because of great weather and Sean Payton probably heading there and Justin Herbert. They're going to end up going into Kansas City to play with Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid uh, until things turn around here in Denver because right now people are not I, – I wouldn't imagine outside of, you know, outpaying teams, guys are going to say, you know, look at Denver right now. Look at what Russell Wilson's doing. That's the guy that I want to work with. Uh, so yeah. it's, it's, a bad, it's a bad spot. I, I'm very interested to see what happens with, uh, with some of their own players. Mm-hmm are they more willing to go ahead and try for free agency instead of going ahead with negotiating right now? I think you probably, I'd be interested in bringing some guys back right now for relatively cheap. I think they probably already had a deal on the table for Jamont Jones and he said, no, thank you. Uh, so it's, I think that's heading towards a tag, uh, unless the Broncos are going to completely tear it down. But I think you probably get more with a tag and trade than you do, uh, letting him walk and then getting a draft pick in 2020, 2024 draft. Right. Uh, so although maybe you'd prefer 2024 draft so you can trade up and get a quarterback, but I digress. Uh, the, I could see maybe like, it's going to be cheap guys. It's going to be like Alex Singleton. We're going to give you a two year deal for 4 million. Yeah. Uh, Cam Fleming, you know what? We liked you as a swing this year. We hope you're not starting next year, but here's a two year contract for 5 million. You know, it's I think it's going to be some things like that. Yeah. Where you can still bring some guys in or keep retain some guys. Right. No, that, that makes sense. And there's, yeah, some of those guys I would definitely love to, to bring back on those average contracts that, that don't hurt you too much or by any means. And, and some players that have done really well, like Singleton, he's been a great player for the Broncos this year, considering most of the league really didn't want him. You know, the mm-hmm. guy's been attacking machine most of his career. And, and I think he's actually been better than advertised here in Denver. For sure. I mean, he's not top tier, but he never got paid like he was top tier. He's definitely playing above what his contract is right now, in my yeah. opinion. And uh, so, yeah, if you can bring that guy back, I'm all for it. Um, uh, like I said, I'm just kind of interested with that Draymond Jones situation. Mm-hmm. If how the team has played this year, how things are so chaotic, how much that changes how he looks at his contract negotiation with the Broncos. Yep. Silent one coming in saying one thing that is speculation is a selection of Patrick Sertan. I would like to know who is really responsible for that. So eerie how we made the same mistake court Chubb over a quarterback twice. Sertan has been a great player. I think that you don't sink your franchise by taking Sertan. You sink it by going all in for a quarterback. That's not working. Look like, looks like it's not going to work right now. 
I would have picked Justin Fields there, uh, but yeah. we still have a lot of, I mean, God, I want to see how the rookie contracts play out before we, you know, crown him and everything. And I've been, you know, before it was like people were piling on him. Look how terrible he is. No, shut the hell up. It's, you know, terrible team rookie year. He's 21 years old. Like, let's see what it looks like. The tools are obvious. Now it's like, oh my God, he's the next best thing ever. Maybe he's still got a lot to work on and I uh, want to see him stay healthy and we'll see what it looks like next year with a revamped uh, Bears team. So yeah, want to see how it looks, you know, years from now, like we can say now for sure, taking Chubb over Josh Allen was terrible, <laughs> a terrible <laughs> move. Um, but it's still, er- still too early for the Sertan one for me. Yeah. And I would have okay. taken fields. Right. I, I would have yeah. too. I mean, I, I think if anybody was here during our live show, I think you saw me have to go off air for a few minutes to gather myself because I was so mad about mm-hmm. them passing on Justin Fields because I loved that kid. I thought he would be great here in Denver. And uh, and I mean, I still at this point would say that probably was the better choice because obviously then you have all these picks that you didn't have to give away for Russell Wilson, didn't have to give out this big contract. Anyway, we could go into a lot of different details of how that mm-hmm. works. But but yeah, PS2, I mean, he's still a great player. Like you still have a great player in the building that's going to be a great player for you for a lot of years. So I, I can't argue with that too much, but it, it's uh, you still got to get that quarterback right. That's the most important thing on this team. So we got Turtle coming in saying, when was the last time we, we legit gave proper attention to O-line? Feels like Bowles was last one. Yeah, <sighs> I mean, I... I they think drafted the Broncos... Dalton Reisner with a like top fifty pick. Yeah, they drafted uh, Lloyd Cushenberry with a Third. top seventy five pick. They paid Jawan James huge money. Uh, so it's like it's not like they have totally you know left it in the lurch. Uh, they've they've spent some resources on it. They've just taken made some wrong evaluations. Yeah. So it's you, spending just to spend is not great. You need to spend on the right guys and right. Uh, Broncos mostly haven't done them. there's been guys that have been close by that have worked out better yeah and, and i mean if you're talking like yeah using those first round picks on the offensive line garrett bowles obviously was that last one yeah but I, I still count those guys those second and third round picks quinn Miners is another one that was a third round pick for the broncos they've used some capital for sure and like i said just some of the players have not worked out big contracts that have not worked out for them at all and i mean Graham Glasgow is another big contract they handed out thinking, Hey, this guy's going to come in here, really yeah, be right. that great veteran for this offensive line. And he hasn't been able to stay healthy most of the time. And they and paid he's him been a top very... five, top five interior offensive line contract at the time when he was paid. Right. right. And so, so yeah, you, you can't sit there and say they didn't, but it, like I said, it just hasn't quite worked out. So if you get some things that can click and everybody can stay healthy, you know, we, we've talked about it before on here of as much as you want to invest in the head coach, investing in that strength strength and conditioning coach as well. That's going to be a huge thing to, to see this offseason. Are they going to keep sticking with the guy they have that hasn't worked out well so far? Or are they going to go ahead and pay some pretty big money? That's one area I really hope they spend huge on, not only just getting that head guy, but just his staff, making sure that they get that really set well for him. And Mark Linamode coming in saying, so you're saying Peyton is a poor judge of offensive line personnel? I mean, what moves has he really made on the offensive line, line side of things? That was those were a lot of Elway uh, mm-hmm. regime draft picks. Quinn Miners looks to be a solid guard for the what was he like the ninety fifth overall pick or ninety sixth overall pick? So that's a good one. It's way too early to uh, have any opinion on Luke Wattenberg, who was a fifth round draft pick. I mean, if he even makes the roster over his rookie contract, that's fine for a yeah. fifth round pick uh, for a versatile backup. So. I wouldn't say that he has totally missed the one that, I mean, the ones that are concerning is paying Billy Turner and Tom Compton. You barely paid them anything, but the fact that, you know, those two on top of Randy Gregory paying those injured guys and you've got what you paid for there, I guess is what it is. I think I still am better with the combination of Compton Turner and Cam Fleming than paying even more for Lael Collins, who has been poor out there uh, in Cincinnati has not been very good. Uh, despite what the name says and the former first round pedigree, I guess he fell in the draft because of the whole weird circumstance around him, but I digress. Uh, So Broncos do have to figure out this offensive line. I also think another thing is the offensive line coaching. You went from Mike Munchak to Butch Berry and every single person on this offensive line got worse. Yep. And there's been a lot of rumors out there that the offensive line players do not like him, that 
if there anybody was going to get fired first, it might actually be him before hacking kind of thing. So I, I can't confirm or deny that or anything like that. It just obviously you see that there's been this huge downgrade at that head coaching or that coaching spot. And this is why, again, I say the, the coaching in the NFL matters so much more than a lot of other sports. I mean, th these guys really are working it to get these guys at another level to actually see them really increase. And it's just unfortunate that the Broncos just haven't been able to figure this out since really the Peyton Manning years. And even there, I, I kind of question how much is that? offensive line being good or is that just Peyton Manning just being so smart and getting rid of the football so quickly I think we're going to wrap it on up here guys uh Carl you give me the Carl Scott and Carl give me the sign if I'm fading out here uh but appreciate you guys is that the sign uh, can you understand me at all you're good yeah okay all right uh we appreciate you guys so much there we go uh it doesn't look super pixelated and you don't sound like a robot so appreciate you guys make sure you're following carl and i on, on twitter carl's at carl dumbler mhh i'm at nick kendall mhh also make sure you're following us at btb football pod and at my high huddle if you haven't done so yet make sure you're uh, also following us on facebook at facebook.com uh forward slash mile high huddle and facebook.com forward slash uh, mile high huddle pod. And as the ticker says there underneath, please subscribe, like, and share on YouTube. Click that bell notification. So that way, you know, when we go live, uh, appreciate you guys so much. And also happy 34th birthday to Russell Bullson. Thank you so much. <laughs> Tomo. Um, pretty, pretty tough uh, situation here with uh, what's going on in Denver with Russell Wilson right now, but maybe it'll get better. Uh, we can, we can always hope maybe uh, 34 is the year where things just, Click back on for Russell. We we can all dream. Uh, but uh, happy birthday, Russ. Hopefully you have a good birthday present this weekend with a win in Baltimore. And uh, yeah, God bless. Carl, any plans the rest of the night? What's going on? Uh, just get a little little projects done before, like I said, I've got to head out here this weekend. And uh, it's trying to get a little head on work, I guess was what I'd yeah. say for tonight. And then got to go home, get some laundry done, all that fun stuff. I got, I got to go do a lot of adulting tonight. What about Ooh, you? Boring. I know. <laughs> I guess I'm going to go scream at my internet. I don't know. Um, but uh, get some sleep, cook some dinner. But we appreciate you guys. Everyone have a great night. Continue to choose kindness and compassion. It'll get better one day. <laughs> go Broncos. You've been listening to Building the Broncos. Join Broncos Country's deep divers at milehighhuddle.com to keep the conversation going. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.